Okay, so I've had a doozy of a couple of days here. It's been a, it's been a doozyful, wonderful, magical experience in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yes. Can I get an amen? Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. Okay. Um, I'm going to tell you about a series of events, most of which unfortunate. And I just, I just want to take you on a magic voyage with me. Coolio style. Okay. Yeah. I like that song. I might play that at the end. Yeah. I like, I think I will. Um, okay. So where was I now? Um, I live in Winnipeg, which is North of North Dakota. <laughs> pardon me. Pardon me. The reason I'm so slurred will be explained later. So I'm going to leave that in. Uh, I live in Winnipeg, yeah, North of North Dakota, yeah, covered that, and people live here, yeah, yeah, we talk like this, yeah, yeah, and um, I don't live in an igloo, igloo, oh god, this is going to be a doozy of a show, you just strap yourselves right on in there, um, okay, so I'm a letter carrier, uh, you know, it's a dangerous job, it's really intense, not everyone can do it, I mean, you think you can, it's like trying to sell cars, everyone thinks they can sell cars, but not everyone can, it just looks easy. And uh, we had a pretty early spring. All the snow was gone. Everything was just, you know, tickety-boo. Had a relatively short winter here. Lots of grass everywhere. And then um, Sunday night to Monday this week, it snowed a little bit. Like, I don't know, three centimeters, like an inch and a half-ish around there, around about there. And um, I was at work, and I was carrying my letters like a good letter carrier does. I strut on up keep moving, walk up a driveway, freshly packed snow. It's that nice, good snowball snow, really good and wet. The kind you can mush up, make a really fucking hard snowball and smack your friend in the face with it. Do you know what I mean? That kind of snow. So I strut on up, not unlike John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever, and uh, hit a patch of ice, slipped, smashed my head, boom, right into like a wooden trailer that was hauling snowmobiles, and then smash right on my shoulder, on my right shoulder, my good shoulder, the shoulder I use for shouldering things. And uh, yeah, you know what? Pipe down back there. Yes, the driveway is okay. Real funny. Real funny fat joke there, big guy. Okay, yeah, you won this round. Way to go. Okay, so uh, I, I, I immediately stand up and I tell myself, it's okay. You're all right. Walk it off walk it off. It's okay. And then I touched my forehead for blood. Like that's how hard I fucking hit that trailer. I was like, oh shit, am I going to be fucking bleeding? But don't worry, my five head, solid. It's like wearing a helmet 24 seven. It's a curse really. And um, I get up and uh, I just start crying. I'm like, fuck, that hurt. Fuck. And I'm just like, you know, just tears coming out of my eyes. And I'm starting to get like, cause it really fucking hurts. And I have a pretty high threshold of pain, I think. I mean, I know everybody says that, and I know when men say that, they're fucking lying, but um, I've had kidney stones, like, that I treated at home with um, extra strength Tylenol, okay? And if you've ever had kidney stones, you'll understand how incredibly painful that is. So that was four days of that, and, you know, I don't need to get into labor again, 40-plus hours of that, and that fucking epidural didn't work, and then C-section, and said C-section recovery. So I feel like I'm a relatively tough bird, okay? Um, I would need to be slow roasted for a very long time. So, uh, okay, I get over the pain, and then I, I'm like, okay, just, all right, just going to walk this off. It's okay. It's all right, because I had done this once before. Seven years ago, it was raining. There was a puddle that I thought was a puddle, and it was a hole, and I just went down like a ton of bricks, just like I did, like a 
this time, like a big, fat, ugly ton of bricks. And, uh, right. So I just, I, I'm like, okay. Uh, and then I'm like, and I'm like, I can't walk this off. This really fucking hurts. So I call my boss and initially I'm like, okay, uh, funny story. And then I just started uncontrollably sobbing. And it was just like, <laughs> you know, like all of the cartoonish things that people do when they cry. It was like, I, I was like hyperventilating the <laughs> thing. And I'm like, okay, just give me a minute. Just give me a minute. <laughs> like a sniveling little bitch. And my boss is like, okay, this doesn't sound like a funny story. Are you okay? And I'm like, Phil my shoulder and she's like oh my god are you okay and I'm like I don't know and then uh I slowly started feeling better and uh you know because we were on the phone for about five minutes like I was on my headset or whatever and we were talking and I'm, I'm still delivering <laughs> I'm still delivering the mail <laughs> she's like is that a mailbox I hear I'm like yeah and she's like are you still delivering mail and I'm like yeah and she's like why are you doing that I'm like well what am I gonna do sit like sit down and have a little cry like I've already had my cry I'm good now Cause I'm hardcore, fucking badass, y'all. This isn't, this isn't story time. This is fucking mailmanning. It's intense. Anyway, yada yada. I'm gonna spare you the boring details of the following inspection and how very nice my supervisor was to me. And uh, yeah, so I drove the car back because I mean I could drive just fine, no problem there. And I, you know, I just started my day. I was like at the, like, I think I had delivered maybe 30 houses. When, I, when it happened, so I finished delivering a few more, like, two more streets. <laughs> I'm so stupid. But it was just like, it's, there was there's a, there's a part of me that, like, has a little bit of bravado about being, you know, tough, I guess. Or stupid, as the case may be. Um, I just come from really hardy stock, I feel like. My dad worked two full-time jobs, and uh, I take pride in my job. I really enjoy it, for the most part. Even though lately it's been a little bit less enjoyable. But for the most part, I really enjoy what I do. And... Um, I just felt ashamed that I had hurt myself. I don't know, wasn't that stupid? I felt ashamed that I had hurt myself. And then I also felt ashamed that I was bringing mail back because I had hurt myself. Like, I don't know what my plan was, like how I thought I was magically gonna deliver all this mail because anytime I tried to lift my arm um, above my boob, searing fucking pain. Just, wow, it hurt. So um, anyway, I get back to the office. I. I have to write a statement, you know, writing down what happened and all this stuff. And again, supervisor, very nice. I, you know, I really feel like if you work hard and shut up, people will be nice to you. It's just my mantra. And I don't get me wrong. I complain a lot and I fake complain, fake complain a lot more than that. But I, I think generally speaking, I'm a pretty decent worker. I, this is my first time I've been injured on the job in nine and a half years. So it's a pretty good record. I mean, considering I work outside. And uh, I smell like salami. So like the dog bites really should have been quadrupled by now. You know how that goes. Anyway, so yeah. So my boss tells me to go to a doctor, get myself checked out. And I call Health Links and they're like, well, uh, I told her about the situation. And Health Links, sorry, if you don't have Health Links in the States, it's like you phone a nurse and she kind of tells you what to do. And nine times out of 10, she's going to fucking tell you to go to the hospital. And, uh, so I'm like, yeah, I fell. I really, I hit my head, but I really buggered my shoulder. Like it really hurts. And she's like, oh no. So she told me to go somewhere with an x-ray and she's like, so like how much pain are you in? And I'm like, I don't know because I've had a C-section and I don't know how to measure pain anymore because after the C-section, I, I don't know what hurt is. Like that was just so fucking painful. And don't get me wrong. I did it to myself because I overexerted myself. Um, it's just like after that C-section, anything else, like you could probably burn me with a branding iron, I'd be like, hmm, 
Yeah, that hurts. Yeah. Okay, that stings a little. Yeah. Okay, I could use some ice. Sure. And uh, so I made her laugh and she's like, okay, go to such and such a place. They have an x-ray machine. They have a walk-in. Go there, get your x-ray, get assessed. And I'm like, okay. So I take myself to that clinic and um, get myself checked in. And I didn't wait very long at all. I went right into the doctor. And he was a tall man, some kind of ethnic, I don't know, brown of some kind. Like not black, but like, I don't know, Iranian kind of ish. Like, you know what I mean? Like that kind of looking dude, maybe Saudi, I don't know, very handsome fella. And uh, he looks at me and he looks at my uniform and he looks at my WCB form and he's like, uh, do you uh, take time off work a lot? And I said, no. And he's like, uh, do you get injured frequently? I said, no. And he's like, when's the last time you were injured? And I said, I don't know. I fell like this once before seven years ago, but it didn't hurt nearly this much. Like I was able to finish my route and I was fine by Monday. And uh, he's like, oh, okay. And I was like, okay, stand up, take your jacket off. And he had me face him. And he's like, okay, I want you to take both your hands. So imagine you're standing up facing somebody. And he wanted me to have the backs of my hands facing the ceiling and raise my arms up as high as I could, both of them. And I'm like, okay. He's like, oh, you're only lifting the one uh, on the right side. I'm like, well, that's the one that hurts. And he's like, I need you to lift both of them at the same time. Which is like, I guess that must be some kind of doctor trick or some shit because it's hard to do, you know, cause like I'm kind of like holding my shoulder in and like, I guess he's assuming, cause like my left hand is basically going to fly to the ceiling and my right arm is going to hurt. So I don't know if there's some kind of reflex there where if it's, I'm faking it, he'll be able to tell, but I was just like, okay. And he's like, raise it as high as he can. And I'm like, okay, that's about as far as I can go. He's like, you can't go any higher than that. And I just, the tears just start streaming down my face at this point. I'm in pain. I feel like I've been accused of lying about my injury and I can tell that this guy thinks I'm full of shit and I don't really fucking appreciate that because yeah I mean sure you know what maybe he's seen a lot of people faking shit to get out of work but I am not that person I don't fucking fake to get out of injury like fake injuries to get out of work I'm just not that person I take pride in what I do overall I love my job it just I just thought fuck you know you prick because like I hate when people condescend to me I hate when people think I'm too dumb to pick up on what they're saying oh are you off work frequently yeah all the time it's called Saturday and Sunday cock munch what a fucking prick so then he has me do with the backs of my hands up and then he has me turn my arm um he wants me to put the back of my hand facing to the right so like kind of like doing a jumping jack I guess ish I don't really know how to do a jumping but yeah I don't even, I don't even know that I've done a jumping jack. Anyway, he wants the back of my, like, he wants my arm facing out. Like, if you were going to put your arm on someone's shoulder, kind of like that. That's how he wants to test my uh, range of motion. And I'm like, I can't. And then he goes to grab my arm and I'm like, please be gentle with my arm. Please don't uh, take your time. And he starts like pushing on my shoulder. And I'm like, that doesn't hurt. He's like, well, where is it tender then? And I, I pointed, I said right here. And he jabs his fucking thumb in there. And he's like there. And I'm like, ah, oh, yes. And he starts like m manipulating my arm and I'm like, like, I don't cry. I don't know if I can <laughs> make that point enough. Like I'm not, I don't cry. Okay. So like these were spontaneous tears of pain and I was embarrassed about it. I felt ashamed about it. And I'm like, ah, okay. Like, I'm like, okay, that hurts. That hurts. And then he's like trying to lift my arm and move me around. I'm like, ow, like which part of motherfucking ow don't you understand? I'm fucking crying. I'm a fat, chubby, sweaty lesbian in front of you crying. Like, leave me the fuck alone. Obviously, something's wrong. Like, I, too, I look too rugged to just cry for no reason. 
He's like, oh, okay, we're going to send you for an x-ray. Okay, good. I'm like, great, let's fucking do it. So I go for the x-ray and uh, he comes, looks at the x-ray a few minutes later and he's like, uh, okay, well, you know what, take this disc and uh, bring it to such and such clinic because this is where they have orthopedic specialists that work and kind of do like a walk-in basis. And I'm like, I'm like, I called that place first and they were full. He said, like the lady I talked to said they weren't taking any more patients today. And he's like, no, 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 you have a disc, take the disc and go. And then um, I'm like, okay. So the x-ray tech comes out and she gives me the disc. And I'm like, um, the clinic he told me to go to is full. And she's like, you're not going to get in there. And I was like, but he told me to take the disc. And she's like, you can take the disc. She's like, you can take a hundred discs. They're still not going to take you when they're at capacity, they're at capacity. So I thought, okay, well, this is just fucking super de duper then because he's seen something on the x-ray. He said he saw a line of some sort, but he can't tell if it's an old injury or a new one. So he wanted me to go see the specialist, which made sense to me, except for the fucking fact that they're not taking anyone else today, right? There's no room at the end. So you're fucked out of luck. And I don't know why the x-ray tech knew that information, but the doctor for some reason did not. And you'd think they'd have a communication, but I think he just wanted to pawn me off on someone else because I'm paranoid and a little bit of a bitch. So that's my assumption. So he gave me nothing. He gave me no instruction. I don't know, ice, heat, no medication for pain of any kind, no instruction to take Tylenol, naproxen, even over the counter, nothing. I get nothing. I get nothing. I get a disc. I get my papers back and I get nothing. So yeah, I don't know. I just get back in my car and I, you know, go to pick up my kid because I got hurt at noon and it's now, I don't know, fuck, three, three thirty. I go pick up my kid and my shoulder hurts. Running theme for the show today, my shoulder hurts. So I go pick up my kid and, uh, he's like, mama. And I'm like, oh, sweetie, my shoulder hurts so bad. <laughs> and he's like, what happened? All concerned. He's so cute. Uh, my head hurts too, by the way, it's got a bit of a knot on it, but it's not bad. So totally doable. He gets himself into the car and I couldn't even buckle him up. I just did the chest, um, buckle. So it's the best I could do. And it's such a short ride home and I'm a bad parent and you can call CFS on me, get in line. Cause everyone else has too. And we get home and Sarah comes home and she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? And I'm like, no, like this fucking hurts. Like not super bad, but it was achy. Like it's throbbing right now too. And, uh, she, um, She's like, okay, well, do you want to go take a, take a shower? Maybe translation, you stink fat ass. And I was like, yeah, okay. So she had to help me get my shirt off. She had to help me get my bra off and I could handle the rest. So I get in the shower, I wash everything up. And then, um, it's occurred to me that I'm going to have to get dressed again. So I'm getting really good at this. Actually. I have like really loose floppy sports bras from when I was, um, breastfeeding that are all stretched out and raggedy and shitty and stuff. So I just put one of those on. I have a system now. I'll tell you about it later when I call you. And, uh, I needed her help getting my shirt on though, for whatever fucking reason. Although I have a system for that now as well, which is pretty much the identical system as a sports bra. And, um, <laughs> and then I need to get my underwear on now. Right. So I wear boxer briefs, men's boxer briefs, because my thighs rub together on account of how I'm fat and also on account of how they're comfortable and they're silky. And I really like them sexually. So <laughs> I get, I go into the into the bedroom and I'm like, uh, Sarah, I'm, I'm going to need your help with my panties. Right. Cause everyone who listens to the show knows that I can't stand the word panty. I find it disgusting. And like, it's a gross word old men use. Um, 
they've like sexualized it so it like fucking creeps me out and she hates it too so i was like sarah come on i need you to put on my panties yeah and then i'm like talk sexy talking her through it i'm like yeah oh are you gonna are you gonna pull up my panties yeah make sure you pull my panties up nice and high yeah oh can you see my gunt outline through my panties is that what you're after wow <laughs> and she's like shut up stop talking not funny shut up but don't worry she gets her moment of retribution it's coming up and now i need to get my sweats on so um she she's helping me and i'm like yeah you helping me put my sweats on oh yeah are you gonna pull them around my curvaceous ass is that what you're doing yeah they put them on for me and then she yanked them up so fast and so hard i could fucking taste them they were they were in in the cleft of my labia majora that's where they were i could i tasted that fucking fleece all the way up in my throat so she won that round i guess i was like yeah a little high there little high there sarah little high yeah snug yeah oh look you can see the outline of my labia good job buddy great super glad to know ya Okay, so there we are. And after that point, I'm just popping T3s because I have leftover T3s from my C-section that are expired and they're three years old. But I figure an expired T3 is better than fucking nothing that the uh, brown doctor gave me. Yeah, nothing. Um, okay, next stage. Where are we? I'm taking T3s, popping them, laying on the couch, doing nothing, watching Sarah do all the housework and all the dishes and all the child rearing basically, because I'm just a big fat lump on a couch and I'm kind of enjoying it. I got to tell you, you gotta re I reveled in it quite a bit. And uh, we went upstairs. Eventually I went to bed. I laid down and it was just, I don't know if T3s, those T3s have uh, any kind of caffeine in them or what, but I was fucking wired. I was just bing, 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 all over the place. I couldn't, I couldn't settle. And I thought, fuck, well, you know what? If I'm not going to sleep, the considerate thing to do would be to go downstairs and not sleep there and watch TV and just be obnoxious on Facebook and do whatever. So that's what I chose to do. And the next morning, okay, let me tell you something about Canadian healthcare. It's free. And I would have been right fucking broke if it wasn't because a C-section has got to be crazy expensive in the States if you don't have insurance, right? So it's free, but the thing about it is it's a little bit like standing in line for toilet paper in Russia. Is there still a Russia? Yeah, right? Yeah, Putin. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a little bit like that, okay? And when I phoned the clinic I was supposed to go to, they're like, yeah, we open at 7. So you people come in, get in line at 6.30, and uh, get their number, and then they get a time to come back, and that's what they do. And I was like, oh, fuck. So Sarah and I had arranged for Sarah's mom to take Malcolm, and I would drive there. I got there. Sorry, sorry about that. I've had to relocate on account of how uh, my kid and my girlfriend came home to ruin my life. And, you know, our conversation, really. So, where was I? Okay, so, right. Um, Sarah's taking my kid to her mom's house, and I'm going to stand in line for healthcare. Okay, so this place opens at 7. I get there at exactly 7.02. Guess which number I am. How did you guess? 37, that's right. Man, that's crazy. You gotta be psychic. So I'm like, great, that's fucking great. And then the process begins. Um, I don't know how things work in the States exactly. In my mind, I imagine that anything is yours with enough money. MRI, here you go. X-ray, here you go. Orthopedic specialist, here you go. Got enough money, you can make that shit happen. And here, I kind of wish it was that way 
partially, you know, I wish you had the option, but then I guess the point is like, just because like healthcare shouldn't be for the rich, right? That's probably the point. And I'm not really trying to shit on Canada. I love being Canadian. I love free healthcare. I love that gay people can get married here. I love every single fucking thing about this country possible. I just don't like the lengthy, lengthy wait times to get treated. It's just rough. So now I'm here, I'm number 37, and there's a process, right? That's what I'm getting into. Um, you take a number, and then you go and sit down, and then they call your number, you go see the bitchy receptionist, which I think is worldwide, the bitchy receptionist. They're all just a little bit bitchy. And she takes down your name, and then you go sit down, and uh, she calls you again. She gives you an approximate time to come back, which I really appreciate. It's like, we know we're not going to fucking see you till at least 10 o'clock, which is great. Seven now. Well, sorry, 7.30, 7.45. I get in my car. I go to McDonald's, buy breakfast for my mom and I because she's diabetic and I'm a terrible fat person who likes to poison the ones they love with garbage food. And I go to my mom's house and I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my mom's smoke detector, but for whatever reason, um, it just beeps. Like you have to push the reset button in the middle. I My theory is that the the D battery or whatever, the nine volt battery or whatever that's in it is dead. So it's kind of like, hey, replace that battery. Hey, replace that battery. So it goes, it just every 40 seconds, it just sporadically beep. And her bedroom is right there. She's right next to the beeping. So I come in and I'm like, do, 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 do. Oh, hey, Max, Max, the dog, the very expensive dog. And uh, I hear beep and I'm like, fuck, like how is she sleeping through that? So I go up there and I'm scared that she's going to think I'm a burglar or something. So I'm like, ma, ma. Uh. Ma, it's like it's 7.45. Well, I guess normal people sleep in. And uh, I went, I hit reset on the fucking smoke detector. And it's like, how the fuck? Like, I don't know how she slept through that, but she managed to anyway. I'm like, I brought you breakfast. I, I know one and no fucking at breakfast. And I'm like, okay, well, go back to bed then, sleeping beauty. And uh, eat my breakfast, walk Max, and uh, ran a couple errands, got her a battery, replaced that. Because my left arm's good. Left arm can do anything you want, right? Anything, anything. Uh, go back. It's exactly 10 o'clock because I know they're going to be running late and I check back in. They tell me to sit down and then an hour goes by. Someone calls my name and I'm like, yes, fucking right. It's an hour. It's 11 o'clock. Awesome. So I go and sit in a different room and there's a nurse there and she's just like, why are you here? She writes down why I'm here. I'm like, I fell down on someone's driveway, bang my head on the trailer. She says, is the driveway okay? I say, go fuck yourself. Someone made that joke already. Not funny. And she checks my blood pressure, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, go have a seat. We've got you all set up here and they're going to call you in no time. Shouldn't be a very long wait. And I don't know why this woman chose to lie to my face like that. Like she didn't have to say anything. She could have just said, go and have a seat. We'll get to you when we get to you. Okay. But no, she lied to me. She gave me false hope. And I go and sit down and there's just, there's a lot of people everywhere. And you know, I don't know about you, but when I'm in that situation, which isn't often, but when I'm in there and I'm looking around at a waiting room, I take mental note of who's there. Because those are all of the fucking people that have to go in before I get to go in. So I'm looking, I'm taking roll. Everything's been analyzed. And what's on the TV? Sportsnet. Great. Great. Because you know what I love? Sports. Yeah. Okay. I, I can't, I can think of at least three other things I would rather watch than preseason baseball, such as cat videos, 
the video of you giving birth and um, maybe a video of me greased up dancing topless. Yeah, those are three things I would rather watch. Horrible as they may be, I would rather watch them than fucking preseason baseball. And I feel like they do that on purpose to drive you fucking crazy. Like, I feel like, who the fuck watches sports ever? Like, why is that neutral territory? Three three quarters of the people in there were women because men don't go to doctors. So I'd, I'd rather watch sewing with fucking Nancy. Watch her fucking weird lip move around like that. That would have been at least interesting. I could have looked at a cross stitch or I don't know, whatever the fuck sewing machines do. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I'm not sewing with Nancy. <sighs> so time is ticking by really slowly. And time is relative, right? If you're having a good time, time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. Time sucks a bag full of cocks when you're not. And I'm just, it's just taking forever for people to get called. And there'll be like a, a bullet round of like three people. And then I'm like, okay, great, super. And then I hear the chick next to me saying, yeah, we got here at 6.30 this morning. They told us to come back at 10 and she hasn't gone in yet. And then it's just like, like, you know, in movies when the kid is waiting till three o'clock, it's the last day of school and the clock is like going backwards. It's taking so long. That's what I'm doing. Like, I wish I had a, t a click timer, like a clicker for every time I fucking sighed in that waiting room. Cause I'm sure it was like 400. Like, I'm sure I burned at least 20,000 calories fucking sighing, waiting for my name to be called over and over. And then, you know, the people next to me were folksy and they were being folksy with each other, folksy with other people. What number are you? Ba 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 ba. And I was getting more and more depressed because when everyone was revealing their numbers, I realized they're all lower than mine and my shoulder aches. And I didn't, I forgot my T3s and I don't know that I would have taken them anyway on account of how I didn't want to dull the pain. Because, like, what if they were, like, testing my range of motion and then I'm all fucking doped up on T3s that are expired and I don't feel it, you know, like, as much as I would have otherwise and I strain myself even more. And, uh, you know, I just kept biding my time and the names are getting called and time is passing. And then this old lady next to me does the unthinkable. She pulls out an egg salad sandwich. Why? Why do people eat that in public? That's an at-home food. Okay, it's very mayonnaise -y. Eggs stink. Hard-boiled eggs especially are gross. They smell rancid. And then there's onions in there. And you're eating it, and it makes a noise. It's like a... So I'm like, oh! And I'm on Facebook. I'm putting all this shit on Facebook. I'm letting everybody know where I'm at. What's going on? What's going down? What's the haps? Do kids still say that? I don't think kids ever said that. Okay, sorry, I take that one back. Because it's stopping me from going crazy. Now, keep in mind, I've now been out and about since seven, right? And I thought when I initially checked back in, saw that woman who told me it'd just be a minute, I was watching Netflix. And guess what? I did not allocate my battery life properly. Okay, so now I'm looking down at my phone. I'm at 27%. Okay, high alert. Danger. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Uh, yeah, so I'm now I'm mad at myself because I spent, I wasted all of this battery life watching fucking Kimmy Schmidt, Unbreakable. Great show. I enjoyed it. Pretty funny. Every time I watch it, I find something else to laugh at and I'm not an LOLer, so I really enjoy it and I think you should watch it too. And, uh, I regret that because that, that Netflix ate up a shit ton of battery life. That woman fucking lied. I wish I would have known, you know, like I would have known. I would have brought a charger. I could have really done a better job of this. I did. I fucked myself basically. So finally, 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 my name gets called and 
it just it just happened. I stand up and I'm like, yeah, like a fucking retard. But I was just so elated that finally I was going to get out of this horrible, fetid room of fucking assholes. And I could get away from watching men touch themselves inappropriately in baseball uniforms and get out of there. I'm just, I can't tell you how happy I was to get the fuck out of there. So of course, you then go into the small room. Seinfeld has a whole big bit about the big, the big waiting room and then the little waiting room. And now my battery life is at mm, 19%. And you know that last 18% goes fast. It goes really fast. It, it feel like it only, it takes like half an hour. That's it. And if you go and check your battery life thing, it'll be like, oh, you can talk on the phone for three and a half hours. Yeah, you can surf for like an mm, hour and 45 minutes. Lies. Fuck you, Apple. Steve Jobs? Mm -mm. Yeah, that's why you got cancer. Because your belly's full of lies, weirdo. <sighs> okay. Okay, where were we? So I'm waiting and I'm still posting on Facebook because it's like, fuck it, I'm going to ride this wave. I'm going to ride this bitch. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking kill this battery. Because at this point, really, if I was smart, what I would do is stop posting, stop checking stuff, and just keep the battery life for texting and phone calls. Because really, I'm the lifeline to my child. And Sarah's going to want to know what's up with me. And I'm finally into the office. So this is when I need my battery to communicate with people. Because, you know, I'm very important. I'm very important. Also screaming, um, do you know who I am in a waiting room in Canada? Gets you nowhere. Yeah, no one cared. No one knew and no one cared. I screamed that out, no one cared. I mean, like, I'm fake famous on the internet to very few people. And it did nothing for me. Okay, may work for Reese Witherspoon. Nothing for me. Didn't do shit for me. So I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then 15 minutes later, the doctor comes in and my battery life is at, I think, 15% at this point. And I'm in there. I, I've changed into the paper napkin thing, smock that they make you put on for no real fucking reason. Because he just looked at my shoulder and he pushed on it and he's like, oh, yeah, so what happened? I told him and I said, here's the x-rays. And I told him why I was there. He came, put the x-ray up on the screen and he's like, oh, OK, yeah, it's just broken. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, it's just broken. And I thought he meant my collarbone. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me that this guy sent me home? The other doctor sent me home with a broken clavicle. And he's like, no, 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 it's not your clavicle. It's your, hold on, because I can never remember what it's called. Let me just look it up here. I'm just going to kill some time, try and find it. It is called a greater tubercle. He said, I have a broken greater tubercle, everyone. Greater tubercle. If you ask me, it's the greatest tubercle because of who it's on, right? Hey, yeah. So he's like, oh my God. He's like, well, he didn't say, oh my God. What doctor ever says, oh my God. Could you imagine if a doctor was like, oh my God. I think I, <laughs> I think that was creative license. That's the T3 is talking. Um, he's like, panic. You're not going to be okay. No, he's like, yeah, it's it's broken. He's like, see here how it's raised off the, um, I don't know, the other bones. I'm kind of just in shock at this point because I'm like, oh my God, something's broken. But part of me feels like validated. Like, yeah, something's broken. I mean, I don't just break it into tears and cry, like cry at my boss for no reason. I should have known something was fucking wrong, right? Of course something's broken. I'm not a pussy, but it was, it was good. I'm like, okay. And I looked at the nurse and I'm like, uh, the nurse that lied to me, by the way, who said it would be a minute. And I'm like, oh good, it's broken. And she's like looking at me and I'm like, no, I just mean like, you know, I'm not just a crybaby. It, it does hurt because it is broken. Oh, <laughs> and the doctor's like, oh, get her a sling and a neck brace. And I looked at the nurse and I'm like, uh, like neck brace, like, um, Jim, the hammer Shapiro neck brace. And she's like, oh, no, 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 not like that, not like that. It's just like a sling that goes around your neck. And I was like, oh, okay, that's good, that's good. So she comes and uh, this chick comes kind of, I think she's kind of dikey. She was very nice. Uh, puts like this kind of flimsy 
thing around my arm and Velcros it. And it's like, she's like, okay, you just want to let the sling do the work. Let it support your arm. And the doctor was really surprised that I didn't have a sling. And I'm like, no, no, I don't, don't have a sling. And he's like, okay. So we went and we took, um, he's like, okay, I want you to go get more x-rays because something could have changed overnight, yada, yada. So I go to the x-ray thing that takes but a second. And, um, I get to the x-ray part and, uh, She's giving me all these instructions, do this, do that, do this. And I'm really, I'm really good at it. I'm doing it. You know, I'm like, I'm really good at following oral instruction. I don't know if you picked up on that. And she's like, me, 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 me. And uh, she's like, actually, yeah, you are quite good because some people can't. And I was like, yeah, it's one of my skills. You know, I pride myself on it. It's more of a burden, really, because, you know, everybody tries to live up to me. Oh, no one can follow oral instruction like Sanchez can Anyway, because that's how I cope with pain is stupid jokes. Uh, speaking of which, when when the doctor showed me that my... What is it called again? Fuck, I can never remember what it's called. My greater... Oh, sorry, greatest, because it's on me. Greater tubercle was broken. He's showing me the x-ray, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, wow, I look really thin in that. Get it? Because it was an x-ray and it was all bones. See, I was really funny there, just flying off the cuff. Hey? Okay, yeah. Well, look, they can't all be winners, okay? I was, in a, I was in a fair amount of pain and very frustrated. So I get my x-ray. She's like, go down there, tell the nurse, yada, yada, yada. You've got your x-ray. And I was like, I'm like, so where is it? She's like, oh, it's just going to get, it's going to get emailed there. It's going to be sent there. And I'm like, so it's going to, it's going to be sent there. And she's like, yeah, it'll get there before you walk down the hallway and get there. And I was like, wow. Because man, doesn't that blow your motherfucking mind though? It's like insane, right? Am I right? Is it the T3s? Am I right? So I go by the nurse's office and they don't want you there. Do not stand around, like, just, I found this out uh, when my kid had a crazy reaction um, to, I'm assuming eggs, but I don't know for sure. What episode of Return to Center was that? A tiny China man. Okay, I found out the hard way that you're not supposed to loiter around a nurse's desk because they get really mad because they discuss patient information and you can't be there. So I learned that lesson and she's like, I'm standing there, like, at a, at a fair distance, minding my own business. And she's like, did you have an x-ray? I said, yes. And she said, your name? I said, ugly. And she said, okay. And she's like, okay, just have a seat in the waiting room. Okay, now I'm really not proud of my behavior at this point because I was like, I was just like, my shoulders dropped and I was like, oh. Because in my mind, I had a room. I had a paper towel dress in that room. That was my room. I left for four minutes to get an x-ray and follow oral instruction very well. A++. And I, my assumption in my head is I'm going to come back to that room. No, 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 no. Nope. You go. And I'm just like, I'm like, oh, really? I'm like, am I going to, is it going to be like four hours? I'm like, are you going to, are you going to come back? Cause at this point I had been waiting since seven. What time is it now? Fuck. I don't even know anymore. What day is it? I don't even know. It was late. It was like quarter to two. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I'd been there for seven hours. Really? Okay. Sorry. That's a lie. Cause I was at my mom's till nine forty. So I don't know. I'd put in just about a full day's fucking shift waiting. And I just, the idea of waiting any fucking longer is making me want to just ram my head into a wall. So again, I sit in the small waiting room. It's not the big waiting room where I was, uh, you know, where I was a victim to the egg salad sandwich eater. It was a smaller waiting room. But then I look and it's like, there's four fucking people ahead of me now. And I'm like, fuck, I had a room. We have a system. I get in the little room. There's no waiting room after the little room. The little room is the room. That's it. You go in there, you see the doctor, you get shit done. No one, like, how can someone come and usurp my room? I just went for an x-ray. I was gone for a second. I have squatting rights in there, I think. Anyway, so I go sit in the little waiting room. I fucking slouch all the way over there. And I'm like, great, now I fucking pissed off the nurse. Now I'm for sure going last. And sure enough, yep. Last one in there. I don't, who the fuck knows what time it was. I don't even know really what day it was. And then she calls me and I'm like, okay. So I go and sit in the room. And uh, 
the doctor comes in, you know, he has to be brief because he's got, he's got to see a hundred people that day, I'm assuming, or who the fuck knows. He was just brief, you know, like, he's like, okay, we're going to get you fitted for a way better sling than that, uh, rinky dink one you're wearing there. And, um, you can't work for seven days. You're not going to work. And I was like, so what's the total length of recovery then? He's like six to eight weeks. And I thought, fuck, I'm like, I can't go to full duties. He's like, no, you won't be able to work completely for six to eight weeks. And that kind of fucking sucks, right? Because like, I don't know, what am I supposed to, like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I like working, but I can't obviously work with like this, right? So he tells me to come back in seven days. And I was just so elated to get out of there that I forgot to ask about any kind of pain medications. I forgot to ask, what do, like, what do I do? Like, I don't know why he saw me and knew that I had broken something and didn't offer me any pain meds. Not that I'm a drug seeker. Like, I'm just so paranoid that think I'm a, that people are going to think I'm a big old druggy drug. And I, you know, because like T3 is, where does that really get you? Does that get anyone high? Sure as hell doesn't get me high. I mean, outside of this podcast right here where, you know, I, sure, I, st I stumbled over my words a little bit. But I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like high. Like, this is the first time in about 15 years I've wanted to smoke pot. That's like, that's what I would really like to do. But I won't. Um... So it didn't occur to me to even fucking ask. Like, I just assumed that I would be on Tylenol or um, Aleve, which is naproxen. Anyway, yada, yada. He sends me to yet another desk to register yet again and to have a seat. And I looked at the girl and I'm like, how like how long a wait is this going to be? Because really, it's been a long fucking day. And she's like, oh, it won't be too long. Yeah, yeah, I've fucking heard that before. Yeah, okay. I'll just sit here quietly then and not make a fuss. I'm not going to fucking freak out or anything and just, I'll just sit here sit here cross my legs and what is with the goddamn awful magazines field and stream who the fuck reads field and stream the same people that watch i guess preseason baseball is that who were that's your clientele Ugh. what else was there l magazine like fuck anyway i don't know what whatever i should have brought a book i shouldn't have drained my fucking battery on my phone and if i was smart i would have brought a charger with me but i didn't think it was going to take that long Anyway, I sit there, that nice uh, lady with the short hair shows up again. Very pretty young lady. I think she might be gay, but she also just might have short hair. What do I fucking know, right? So she shows up two minutes. I didn't even have time to flip open the page on Reader's Digest. And she's just, boom, there. She's like, hey, come with me. I was like, oh, wow. Because I know I am at the end. I am on the home fucking stretch. She's coming to get me. Oh, lordy, lordy. She's coming to get me. Um, so she puts this thing on. It's like a super, super snazzy, it's like the Cadillac of, what is this even? A sling. Fuck. Holy. I think I've said sling about 800 fucking times today and now I can't remember. So it's like super padded and it's got like, it's got like a stress ball that goes in it. So you just have to make sure to keep, keep squeezing the stress ball and uh, so that your hands get circulation, I guess. Scary. And it's also got a strap that wraps around my... My very uh, soft torso doesn't really do much for the muffin top. It's not making me look hot. But whatever. I'm like, so how important is this uh, strap around my around my stomach? Is that like really important? She's like, it's very important. I'm like, okay. So on a scale of like 1 to 10, 10 being very important, how important is it? A 9. Ugh. I'm like, okay. She's like, well, what's going to happen? It's like, it's stabilizing you. Like, what if your kid comes at you? You need to keep it stable. And I was like, great. Great, I'll do that. 
And, uh, and then I'm walking out of there and I'm like, uh, and she's like, ice it. And I'm like, ice or heat? And she's like, alternate ice heat. Just if it's really grumpy or cranky or growly, I don't know what the fuck adjective she used, put ice on it. And I was like, okay. And then I get out of there and I'm on my way home and I'm, my, my phone is dead at some point in this, uh, actually right after I got my, got my quote unquote diagnosis, my phone died. I should have kept you abreast of that. And I didn't. So it died. It's dead. So it's dead. And I just texted like my one, two friends and Sarah and my sister about what my diagnosis was or whatever. I don't know. Is that the right word? Whatever. Anyway. And just then my phone dies. So I can't respond to any of the questions I'm sure are waiting for me, which is driving me fucking crazy. And no one has an iPhone charger. And I know because I'm impolite and I asked. No one did. Just, uh, yeah, should have brought one. Okay. That's okay. So now I'm on my way home. My phone finally starts takes the charge from the car and uh, I call Sarah and she's like, oh, okay, yeah, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, what did he give you for pain meds? And I was like, fuck, why didn't I think of that? It didn't occur to me until then. Cause I, like, I should have, I should have thought. I was t starting to tell you this, but I didn't think of it. I was just so excited to get out of that building and the prospect was getting closer and closer that when I was in with the doctor, my main concerns were workers comp forms and what form he fills out and what form I fill out and what the fuck happens, right? It didn't occur to me to ask, hey, what are you, what are you gonna give the druggie over here, the broken bone? You gonna give the druggie anything? I didn't, I just didn't think of it. I don't know why I just blanked out like that. I think I just had other things in my mind. And then I also, part of me also thought like when I was in the car, I'm like talking to Sarah, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, I got through today just fine. I didn't take anything. Like I didn't have even like a regular Tylenol. And she works in a hospital, so she gets off the phone with me and she like talks to all these nurses and they're like, uh, she's got a broken bone and he did what? Like he didn't give her anything? Like nothing? which apparently is outrageous. And I don't know who's more at fault here, the doctor who's really busy seeing a bunch of patients or me for not advocating on my own behalf. I just, I don't know. But I mean, really, he's the doctor. I have a broken bone. Like, could you, I, I don't I don't know. Maybe that's just me being basic, but like, wouldn't you think he'd have thought of that? Anyway, so yada, yada, yada. I get home. I'm sure I'm missing more of the fucking story, but I can't think of it right now. I get home. I pop a couple T3s, which is why I sound this way. All weird. And um, Sarah's like, okay, call the doctor's office and see if they'll fax a prescription over to the pharmacy for you. And I was like, okay. So I call and I didn't want to listen to the prompts because I just wanted to fucking talk to somebody. So I pushed zero and they're like, oh, sorry, you've entered an invalid number. Please check our website for more details. Thank you for calling. Click. I was like, oh, fuck, you win again. Fuck. So I called back and this time I listened through the fucking four minutes of prompts and I picked the right one. And then, hi, blah, 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 sports injury clinic. Hold, please. Guess guess how long I was on hold for? 15 minutes. Yeah. So I just, I feel like I've given them my life. They've sucked my life force out. And even in my own home, I'm having to wait for that fucking clinic. It's just like, I wanted to put a gun in my mouth. Like, what fuck? Why does it take so long to answer the fucking phone? And then she comes back, oh, sorry. But then she was really nice. And she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll talk to the doctor. And he probably won't get back to you till tomorrow because he's gone. And I was like, oh, okay, great. But I do have my expired T3s. So that'll get me through the night. But I really hope he deems me worthy of something. Because like, fuck. I have a fucking broken bone here, you know? Like I'm fucking ghetto. And then I had to go to work and drop off all my paperwork. And everyone's like, oh, what did you do? I was like, nothing. I just bought this sling at a garage sale. Thought it would make me look tough. Because I'm funny. Real funny. Anyway. 
Blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's the end of my saga, I guess. I'm not going to put any clips in because I just don't fucking feel like it. And um, this is a long enough show as is. And you know what? You're going to get what you get and you're not going to get upset. All right? Okay, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook, Sandra D. Sanchez. You can email me at changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. That's changeofaddress69 at gmail.com. You can favorite us on Twitter. Please leave an iTunes review. I mean, I've really really hurt myself here. It would really make me feel better in my hour of need if you just got off your lazy fucking dumb cunt ass and left me a review. Okay? Because I delivered mail with a broken fucking shoulder. Least you could do, right? Least you could do, assholes. <sighs> Thankless. Okay, that's about it. So, if you need me, you can find me. Um, miss ya. feel like we don't spend enough time together, but guess what? Not gonna be really working much for the next little while, so yeah. Lots of shows coming up. Lots of shows about nothing. Maybe lots of shows about me wiping my ass with my left hand. Boundless possibilities. Endless. Limitless. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Call you later. Bye. Who this? Yo, it's Spoon. Let's go up to the beach, man, and catch some females and have a barbecue. How we gonna get there? We ain't got no car. Who? Trying to get a piece of the apple pie Every game make the same Cause the game still remains Don't it seem kind of strange Ain't a damn thing change If you don't work then you don't eat And only down ass niggas can't ride with me Hop, hop, hop if I put